the winning team all season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Well, back underway in some of the three o'clock kickoffs, but of course, because of VAR and stoppages, the second halves always kick off at different times. I think we can maybe go back to Tynecastle to speak to Fraser Wisher, and I'm sure that was a first half that Hearts fans really enjoyed, Fraser. Yeah, I enjoyed it myself as well. Sometimes these Edinburgh derbies in recent years have been pretty poor spectacles, football wise, and all that. Messi has been brilliant, the fans have been terrific. But the ball sometimes just get lashed from one end of the park to, to the other. But Hearts have been really, really good. You know, the, the football they've played with the likes of Vargas and Lowry and Forrest, just in behind Lauren Shanklin, are causing real problems. And the, the ball's just getting zipped into these players, into the wee gaps just behind the, the, the midfield of Hibs. And when they turn, they're causing real problems. The Hearts fans have been absolutely loving it. And Hibs just look rattled. You know, when you look at their team, four attacking players. They've got Boyle, Nguyen, Wade, the Doidge and Venta up front. And I think Venta had a shot towards the end of the first time that they actually looked at scoring. They've not been able to get a hold of the ball, not been able to get up the park. And that's due to the fact that from the front, all these players I spoke about, the really good footballers, they're pressing really well and Hibs are giving the ball away. So I, th- I thought it might have been a change at half-time by Hibs, but their team have just come out onto the park and I still see those four attacking players, which I'm surprised at because they've been completely overrun in midfield. But it's been a really good game of football to watch, particularly Hearts, and the Hearts fans are loving it. But, as we always say, they're only one up. And we're now into the second, well, we're going to have five minutes or so to kick off in the second half. But uh, it's a new game for Hibs. They can't play any worse. And if they get a game, then it goes, sorry, then it's game on. There were quite a few early yellow cards in that game. Was there ever any danger in it spilling over? Or was Willie Collum maybe a bit card happy? I think I think there was a bit of danger at that point of it spilling over as, as well to, at that point. But perhaps Willie Collum has, has done the right thing. You know, he's clamped down on a few challenges. That, you, you saw the Shankland one and the guys thought it wasn't a yellow card for me. It was on the far side. It didn't look that bad. But the other two definitely were. And it could have got out of hand, but maybe credit to Willie Collum. By putting those yellow cards out, then he's, he's taking control of the game. But uh, hopefully we won't see too many of those. But certainly we want to see a bit more action and I think we're in for a really action-packed 45. Hibs are shooting to the right-hand side as we sit in the main stand into their own supporters and the supporters want to roll them on to do much better in the second half. But the Hearts fans really enjoying this one as we're just about to kick off. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Goal Flashes with M&D Green Pharmacy. Putting patients at the heart of everything they do. Visit them today. Yes, looking forward to seeing what happens in that second half in the Edinburgh Derby. I love it in the Edinburgh Derby when you're, the, you're shooting towards your own fans and they're right on top of the goalkeeper. Great second half. It ain't over yet. Yeah, I think uh, there was not a single person in the studio that went for a Hearts win. I think it was... Uh, you went for a draw, was it, draw Gordon, yes. and then a, a Hibs win for the two of you. Yeah. You're starting to fear for your prediction about I'm going to stick, Andrew. I'm going to stick. I think yep. Fraser sums I'll give up you perfectly one well. In any of your results, I'm going to stick with all my predictions because Celtic's up. I think Hibs. I'm going to stick with them. I think Airdrie will come back against Air. Who have you got, Livingston? Mother? Draw. Draw. Have you? I've got Motherwell there, but I'm, I'm going to swap. Ten man mother will <laughs> You've gave us one lifeline And you've No one has taken a lifeline You're not allowed to change I was just wondering no. I was just gauging the temperature There's no There's no changing here But I think we are a few minutes Into some of the Second half Just the way it's worked out So Hugh We will get this up and running Good. The second half teaser With the scottishsun.co.uk Slash football For the best football news And opinion online
this will take your mind off the rain. I have played alongside Roy Keane and Jamie McAllister. I have been managed by Tony Pulis and Terry Butcher. I gained promotion to the Premier League via a playoff victory. And I won the Scottish PFA Young Player of the Year and the league in the same season. Who am I? A lot of information. I played alongside Roy Keane and Jamie McAllister. Managed by Tony Pulis and Terry Butcher. I gained promotion to the Premier League via a playoff victory and won the PFA Scotland Young Player of the Year and the league in the same season. Who that am I? That is a lot of information, but remember, go to at Clyde ah, SSB. Mark Wilson, Wilson already has it. <laughs> Mark <laughs> Wilson already has it, which means... That the punters out there are going to get it as well oh. So it is a race Make sure you tweet us At Clyde SSB Get the answer in as quickly as you possibly can And you can be on that podium Of course there is a lot of information So you can see it in written form there But that is uh, that's a good start to the second half for you Mark yeah, Wilson very strong be- He only beat me because he's nearer Hugh I had my paper going over and he next minute he's celebrating like Palmer. That's a lie. <laughs> I showed him the name Pearson, and then he oh was no, oh, he's done it. He's just <laughs> named. Oh no, this is the second time this has happened on the show ever. I'm I think. Oh no, Mark has just given the game away. Oh. <laughs> You worked so hard to get that question to put <laughs> it together. It, and Mark, wonder? 20 seconds, 20 seconds after it was read out. Is it any wonder he's known, he's known as the mushroom for a reason? Oh, oh man, Hugh. I don't think I, 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 I don't think you have heard that. No. <laughs> I was only joking. I showed him are, are we able to get a replacement one on the go? Do we think we can maybe maybe try and get a replacement one? We'll see if we can do that. But Mark, that's, that's sorry, the guys. That, is the, <laughs> that is the quote of the new season. I showed him the name Pearson. <laughs> I put Wallace as well. Didn't even have it. Oh, sorry. I, I know the one thing you put in it. Thank you. Oh, you cannot dear, get the staff dear, these days. Roger Hanna is... says replacement question or replacement pundit. Oh, oh, hey, you know what? I'm he's stopping the podium. I know. No one else will get it. I actually remember it very well because it was Alex Ray last time and Ian yeah. Wright was a player, wasn't yeah, it? And he said yeah. straight away he said something about, Oh, I remember such and such about Wrighty. <laughs> Showed them. I, I am sorry. I'm sorry, everyone out there. You've, you've entered history. Yeah, yeah. Let's get another teaser up and running. That one was too easy anyway. Yeah, exactly. okay. Okay. We will try and get another teaser up and running. <laughs> Do you want me just to also make one see up? all the people that are tweeting us now saying Stephen Pearson? <laughs> Stop it! How did Stop it! it. <laughs> what clue gave it away? Well, there we go. Mark's top of the podium, but Thanks. he's been disqualified for ruining the whole game. No. Oh dear. <laughs> well, back to the football, I suppose. Montrose one, Alloa one, Ali Roy, who started well, scored last weekend on loan from East Kilbride. I think he's got two and two. Now, Ali Roy, so a good start to life at Aloha for him. And a good start for Maurizio Pochettino. He's 2-1 up now, having been one down to Burnley. Yeah, it's turned things around. We also have a goal in one of our featured matches as well. Goal flashes with M&D Green Pharmacy. 
Livingston making the most of their man advantage They are 1-0 up against Motherwell And it is Bruce Anderson The cross came in from Mackay And it was Bruce Anderson with the finish And they have the lead Does a great job for Libby, Bruce Anderson uh, they, they need that Third bottom of the table this morning uh, And they're the, the 1-up and playing 10 men Now, David Martindale would not be a happy man If this does not end well yeah, uh, it just goes to show you, you know, how things quickly change in the league. You know, Livy hold on to that, they win, they beat Motherwell, and everyone's waxing lyrical about how good Motherwell started the season was. The goal level and points for them. So things can quickly change, and Stuart Keltwell then has to analyse what four? Is it four defeats? Yeah. In yeah. a row, and you've never seen, seen that coming, so. David Friel has described it as a DL finish. What do you think that means? Um, six yard across the six yard boom side foot two Can't yards out well I said six I was giving with myself a nose no, like that, if it's it a nose that net that net is in trouble it'll be burst um, listen I love strikers that score like that that's what it's all about penalty box players I call them um, just, and just you or no, no, no. There was a lot. There was a lot of penalty box players in my day. Very no, I was meaning, good. is it just you that call them penalty box strikers? It's a pretty, <laughs> pretty common yeah, phrase. Probably, probably, he's, yeah. He's, um, he's but uh, got one of these. Goal flashes with M and D Green Pharmacy. Not a good afternoon for Reese McCabe's Airdrie. They are 2 0 down to Air United, and it is Anton Dowds. The short corner came from Chalmers, and it was a fierce finish at the near post. And it is now Air United 2, Airdrieonians 0. All three of you had that down as an Airdrie win. Doesn't look as if it's going to happen. No, no, it certainly does not. And so much for Akinyini. He may be all right at York, but in the, the Premier, no, the Championship, without him. Airbury have found that Air United have other goal scorers. Yeah, Depot who says Roger Hanna. Yes, exactly. The man that's already scored for his own club today. He's got a good game, Roger. Um, I know he was um, bound for Dens Park this afternoon, but that's a good game this afternoon. Um, yeah, we all went for Airdrie. We all thought that Airdrie were a team, especially at home, playing some nice football. But well done, my club, Air United. He always manages to find his way to Air United game, doesn't he, Roger? Yeah, because he's pals in the ball. And that, it was by, it was by pure accident yeah. today as well, because ah. he was meant to be at Dundee, Ross County, and that one got postponed. Don't say that. Listen, Roger is brilliant. He gets about, he goes to games, he takes one for a team, he's over there at Airdrie. Best pundit in the show back country. I, I, I just keep hearing the words, what have you done for me lately, when you were speaking there. Yeah. Who, Roger? Oh, no, no, no. Me and Roger are very close. Uh, I have a feeling there's something behind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was just waiting. I was waiting for the punchline. Yeah, <laughs> credit. This guy gives no one credit unless someone oh, gives yeah. him something in return. He's my new best. That friend, must have Mr. been Hunt. something substantial. <laughs> there's definitely been a favour. What's the favour? What's the favour? Not at all. <laughs> Never forget. A Celtic moving the ball well says Gabriel, playing with total confidence. Well, and it seems to be the case that uh, Kilmarnock are playing with no confidence whatsoever, but Celtic have had them up against the wall from the, the very first whistle, and they do seem to be enjoying themselves today. No Lazio hangover, focusing on the, the domestic priority. 
Hugh, give us uh, that full time teaser again. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel guilty. I may as well just try oh, and uh, come up with one. Uh, penalty to Celtic, and they have a chance to go 3 0 up. Uh, it was nice play. Palma holds on to it, rolls it wide to Hitati, who was tripped by Watson and. Pointed to the spot. Is it a Hatati that takes a penalty? Yeah, he, he took one last yeah. Saturday and it was the worst penalty you ever saw, yeah, but it squirmed, it squirmed in under the goalkeeper. Yeah, I remember that, Hugh. So he's obviously. You normally see this about a free kick, but a penalty, three standing over it, according to Gabriel Kyogo, Callum McGregor, and Rio Hitati. Well, McGregor yes. will pull rank and tell them who's taking it. I don't think McGregor will take it, will he? But I think no. he'll decide. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think Callum McGregor was the one that was maybe trying to settle some sort of dispute. It is Rio Hitati that has the ball now he will be the one taking it he'll be looking to get his second goal of the game he'll be looking to get Celtic's third goal of the game you would fancy him I know he's not yeah I would fancy him I don't think his last penalty was good but I would fancy him this afternoon everything's going Celtic's way they're playing some good football so guaranteed penalty kick goal VAR review with M&D Green Pharmacy was that Guaranteed penalty kick goal It's not even a guaranteed penalty kick Because the referee's going over to the monitor Oh, now, well, that means it'll be reversed then That's a bit of a tends to, tends to be the way Yeah, yeah I mean, VAR doesn't always work as quickly as we'd like it to, Hugh no, Sorry, no, what was but, the story? Someone tripped, was it, in the box? Uh, yeah, Real Hitati tripped by Watson Appeared to be tripped by Watson However, the footage may show something different What a time of it Celtic are having with VAR The Lazio goal uh, a check on uh, the goal from Louis Palmer today uh, and now another VAR check I go back to the words of the England manager Gareth Southgate VAR is making the game worse Well Rio Hatati will not get his chance to take a penalty it has been reversed and no penalty to Celtic oh, Again it doesn't make it worse you if it's the right decision Derek yeah. McInnes uh-huh. will be sitting there thinking it's not made it worse for me because I would have Came out after the game, looked at it on my screen and seen it wasn't a penalty and, you know, it may have a different outcome in the game. What makes it worse is the length of time and when the VAR, like we saw with the Tottenham-Liverpool game, you know, shows a level of incompetence and on that side it makes it worse. But I think the technology is correct. It's just how we use it and the training that goes into it for those in the VAR truck. That has to be much better, in my opinion. And the spotlight is on England just now, but the VR. But we don't get off lightly as well. Your guys aren't the perfect. Your guys have made mistakes, and they they will make mistakes. But the technology is sound. I think that's enough crawling. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm I'm usually on here actually complaining about our referees. But well, we'll see if this one gets reversed because there is a penalty to Livingston now as oh. they look to double their lead. Against Motherwell, just scored through Bruce Anderson, and they could make things worse. That's a blow for. Oh, that. there's one of these as well. All happening with M and D Green Pharmacy. That button will need a service by the time December comes up. Hearts two, Hibernian nil. It's an own goal by Jordan Obita, and Hearts are in a very, very good position to get that Edinburgh derby win. Yeah, it's the end of the big picture. Uh, Hibs have obviously toiled. Uh, you know, Fraser said at one point that uh, they they looked to be rattled. Well, they're well and truly rattled now. If if Hearts 
failed to win from this position, it would be a major black mark against uh, Stephen Naismith's name. But uh, as long well, as everything's okay, frog, Rangers. Yeah. There was a big influence from Alex Lowry as well. It was his cross that was sliced into the net by Jordan Obita. I think the uh, stadium announcer gave it to Alex Lowry, but will probably go down as an own goal. Yeah, I think the young man's done well by the sounds of it today for Hearts. And Stephen Naismith, you think that just takes some of the pressure uh, or some of the dissenters away from what he's doing? Because that's right, uh, that stays the same. They would leapfrog Rangers into third position maybe only till tomorrow but things just starting to turn in a positive light for Stephen Naismith Goal Flashes with M&D Green Pharmacy The Levy penalty was given it was Sean Kelly against Liam Kelly from the spot and it was Sean Kelly that got the better of that one sent the goalkeeper the wrong way and it is now 2-0 to Livingston against the 10 men of Motherwell. Great scoreline. Not yet a result, but a great scoreline for Davy Martindale. And, well, that's four defeats in a row for Motherwell now. So Stuart Kettlewell deserved every word of praise he got um, when he became the Motherwell manager and steadied the ship there. But <sighs> there's no room for sentiment if you can play well but still lose that's just your tough luck that's four defeats in a row now there cannot be many incidents in football where or instances sorry in football where a brother has scored a penalty into his own brother I know that's quite good isn't it mm-hmm. Sean Kelly yeah. just scoring into Liam Kelly there I, I didn't know they were yeah, brothers yeah seriously mm-hmm. <clears throat> I just thought that so two of them were an awful lot of Kelly's because there's yeah. two S Kelly's at Livingston as well there's yeah. Stephen Kelly brothers? but they are not no God, that'd be a family game out. No, do not. After that, at Livingston. Would you celebrate right up into your brother's oh, face? Oh yeah. Would you? Yeah. yeah. Have a yeah, bit yeah, of that. Go. <laughs> Give us that. How's you like that, youngster? Will <laughs> uh, you spend your bonus on tonight? <laughs> God, that was a busy period, wasn't it? Loads yeah, happening yeah. there. Well, you know, obviously, Celtic. VAR has played its part again and they're still 2-0 up and did not get the penalty to put them 3 up Hibs bad day bad day they've gone there in good heart no pun intended and they're leaving in bad heart because they're 2 down and they won't come back from that but for Livy he's done it again David Martin there you keep knocking him down he keeps getting back up again they do just pick up these results Livingston they'd only won one league game out of seven this season so far they've had a few draws but just being able to pick up those results is something that just keeps Livingston going and they just manage to whether it's grinding it out they sometimes go through some good spells they sometimes go through long spells of not winning games but they are always they're always safe I, th- I think <clears throat> a lot of teams in the Premier League uh, I've got that form in them you, you look back through the seasons, you get teams at the Livingstons, Motherwell, for instance, Kilmarnocks, and teams like that. They all have their little run, then have a bit, <coughs> excuse me, they have a big dip, and then they come back again. Livingston find a way. Uh, I've not been impressed with Livingston last time, uh, last few times I've seen them. I thought they were very negative. I don't know if David's changed that style of play this afternoon, but he certainly made the advantage of the 10 men count. Um, and Motherwell who listen I'm from Motherwell speak to a lot of Motherwell fans that go to the games home and away really pleased with the for, uh, forum pleased with the, not not the forum the fact of the games winning but pleased with the way they're playing you know 
always saying a bit unlucky we should have picked up a few points here and there but as you quite rightly say is you can't keep saying that if you're starting to lose game after game after game now I think their next game would be away to St Johnston am I right in that something like that so <clears throat> that's another one because St Johnston are fighting for their lives so they need to start picking up points forget about you know this nice football and they're being a bit unlucky they'll start they'll start quickly dropping down that table well all that was going on Kyogo did have a chance he ended up hitting the post the rebound came back to him put that one over the bar but the flag did go up for offside maybe should have done better from the ball over the top by Palma but it would not have counted anyway or I think it would have gone to a VAR check anyway but the flag did initially go up for uh, offside and Alex Lowry has made his contribution in the Edinburgh Derby and he now makes way for Benny Beningamy a good player replacing a good player uh, so it just seems to be that hearts are dominant um, as they have been historically where this fixture is concerned uh, Kyogo at Celtic Park must be very anxious for a goal scored a beauty against Lazio but it's not often that Celtic have a lead game at home and uh, the, the ball's going to the net and Kyogo doesn't get a goal so he'll be trying to correct that omission before the end of the day Yeah, Benny Beningme coming on for Hearts as well an interesting case with him because he was a real big performer for them when he first turned up at the club then had a really bad injury um, came on for started to get away to Rosenberg didn't he a really tough right. 45 minutes yeah. and was taken off at half time wasn't seen for a long long time after that again however he's now starting to get back into things I think this is the um, the sort of three times in four games that he'll now have featured so they'll, remember, they'll hope he can get back to that form yeah because he is a, a good player like you says I remember seeing him did he come on against St Johnson that was his big return away at McDermott Park the, was that the first game of the season actually that they, they won uh, but then that was a big surprise that he started in the European game and not just being able to hold a place down but back in the fold now and he'll be looking to Hold on to a starting place next week. Right, Mark Wilson, your microphone is going off because we have another teaser. Hugh, quickly read it out. We'll tweet it at Clyde SSB and it is a race. This one will not get spoiled. And tweet us the name at Clyde SSB. I have played alongside the Hibs manager Nick Montgomery and the Cali Thistle manager Duncan Ferguson. I've been managed by Davy Moyes and Lee Clark. Early in my career, I won the Scottish Cup and was named... The PFA Scotland Young Player of the Year in the same season. Who am I? I have played alongside Nick Montgomery and Duncan Ferguson. Been managed by David Moyes and Lee Clark. Early in my career, I won the Scottish Cup and was named the PFA Scotland Young Player of the Year in the same season. Who am I? Mark Wilson is writing something down and I am fearing for his future Sh- on the show. Shout to it. Shout to it. as well. <laughs> Has he got it? <laughs> Say nothing. Say nothing, Mark Wilson. Go and stand outside. Wow. Yeah. I'll tell you fire. what, for all that you disgraced yourself yeah. earlier on, that's good form. That's that must have taken you that must have taken you a total of about ten seconds to get put? two different oh. <laughs> Right, okay. At Clyde SSB it is a podium system so quickest will be at the top of the podium get your answers in at Clyde SSB now we have one of these goal flashes with M&D Green Pharmacy Airdrie 
could get back into this one They have a goal through Lewis McGregor Air were claiming that the ball went out of play before the cutback However, it came to Lewis McGregor and he scored And it is now 2-1 That looks an interesting game And there's one of these oh. With M&D Green Pharmacy and it's for Hibs Hearts oh. 2 Hibs 1 Ellie Ewan With the goal And That will mean There is going to be An exciting final What are we 25 minutes maybe Of the Edinburgh Derby It was He was first to a loose ball Fired it high Into the net From 12 yards Ellie Ewan with the goal And it's all to play for again uh, Is it going to be allowed to stand? We're having a VAR day Yeah that's true uh, every goal that's scored now But the VR Is it working at Tynecastle? It is working at Tynecastle yep. I, I think it was working For kick-off Because there was the Check earlier on For the potential handball so For was, a head so penalty was. And I think there had been a, a previous check as well There will be a couple of changes For Celtic Nat Phillips coming on You would assume For Cameron Carter-Vickers Just to ease his way Back into yeah. proceedings And it's going to be James Forrest as well Just waiting for confirmation um, but you think what 30 minutes midweek 60 minutes around that just over that for Cameron Carter Vickers today is that smart for Brendan Rodgers yeah well, yeah smart I think he'll take his advice from the medical staff and the sports scientists as many managers I'll stop do. you there Mark Wilson Goal Flashes with M&D Green Pharmacy out of nowhere Celtic 2 Kilmarnock 1 Ooh. and it's a goal oh my goodness it yeah. is all happening no that goal should stand and we'll see if this one does as well Goal Flashes with M&D Green Pharmacy Hearts 2 Hibs 2 Ellie Ewan has scored a quick fire double and it is level in the wow. Edinburgh Derby and Kilmarnock have one back against Celtic A manic few minutes in the Scottish Premiership Which means we could be in for a grandstand final 20 minutes, Hugh Who scored for Kilmarnock? Uh, it was Watson David well, Watson it, slipped it, in by Paul Worth. Has that change been made? Carter Vickers off, Phillips on I don't or was it think ready? it has been made yet I, wonder, I will wait and see I just wonder if Brendan Rodgers may put the, the brakes on that one Yeah, The Celtic players are complaining They felt Alistair Johnson was fouled in all that So we'll see if there is any sort of check Or if the game is back underway The finish from Watson, it was just slid under uh, Joe Hart Well you're quite right uh, You know, It sets up one heck of a finish both at Celtic Park and at Tynecastle, uh, and out of the blue, Kilmarnock get a goal. Now, Celtic's concentration has to be substantial now because to throw away a two-goal lead would be an amazing mistake. That change has now been made. Cameron Carter-Vickers and Lewis Palmer off. Well, and on come Nat Phillips and James. Oh, Phillips doesn't make a mistake, and Celtic lose a goal. Oh, oh dear! But I said at two o'clock on this show, and please. Listen back There would be plenty goals Everybody complained about the rain outside It was a striker's pitch It was goals written all over this afternoon We've got great excitement Yeah that was a manic few minutes So let's get you up to date It is Celtic 2, Kilmarnock 1 In our featured matches What a comeback from Hibs It is now Hearts 2, Hibs 2 Livingston are 2-0 up against the 10 men of Motherwell and Airdrie got a goal back against Air United in our feature championship game so it is now 2-1 to Air United Well, if Ellie Ewan can complete a hat-trick and get a Hibs win from a two-goal deficit you'll have a statue beside Greyfriars Bobby in Edinburgh 
so an astonishing finish in the making in Glasgow and in Edinburgh Celtic would have to be careless beyond belief to let slip at home a two goal advantage but that's what they've got to fight against now yeah, David Watson with the goal, the youngster. What a moment for him as well, scoring away to Celtic, Celtic yeah. Park. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good for the young man. Um, and he's gave his team a, a real fighting chance here at Celtic Park. I think that'll be the disappointing thing for Brendan Rodgers this season is always susceptible to concede a goal, even at home. You know, you go back to the Ross County game at the start of the season. You know, Motherwell last week, then Lazio, and then just out of nothing, Kilmarnock. There's a kind of ease to playing or, or scoring against Celtic. You know, teams always seem to get an opportunity and seem to punish them at the minute. I think that's the biggest problem. Everybody talks in the European scene about, oh, if they take their chances or whatever. If you're going to win games in that level of football against top quality teams and players, you've defensively got to be strong. You look at their goals the other night there. The, the one that they lost from the set play, the corner kick, was dreadful defending. Okay, they gave the ball away for the second one, but they still can defend that. They've got three v two in the box, and then all of a sudden, let's all get men forward, get an overload, and punish them. So, as much as you can concentrate in the forward line about taking chances, they've not got the defence right for me yet. And I know they've had problems with Carter Vickers coming back, and great to see him back into the the Celtic team now, and he's bedding them in. But they've got to get the back door shut for me. Imagine someone had said this to you about six or seven years ago. Karamoko Dembele has scored for Blackpool against Charlton. Oh. Mm. I didn't even know the lad was there. No, neither did I. Yeah, yeah. went, went yeah. to France and is now on loan at Blackpool. Oh, that's a great move, isn't it? You live in France, fly over to Blackpool, <laughs> weekend. <laughs> September weekend for that boy. I'll be brilliant, just wants a home game. So here, <laughs> would, would you would you have taken off... Blackpool uh, sounds right up your street, <laughs> by the way. Would you have taken uh-huh. off Louis Palmer and brought on James Forrest to his no eye for goal? Uh, and, you know, you're 2-1, you're Celtic, it's like Motherwell last week, you're wondering how this all turns out in the end. Well, it was hard to question last week when we seen you know making three subs right away, and you're thinking, oh, is that desperation, whatever? But it certainly worked for him. The reason I would be surprised you is because he didn't play the ninety plus minutes uh, midweek. Oh, so it's not like you're thinking right a bit of tired legs here. I want to freshen things up, but you're bringing on a very, very experienced player. Looks as if the brothers are going to square off again. Jason Holt goes down in the box and it will be another penalty oh. to Livingston. And there's going to be one of these at Tynecastle. VAR Review with M&D Green Pharmacy. <clears throat> for who? A VAR check for a potential penalty for handball for hearts however quick decision no penalty Ooh. play on at 2 all what Hibs a game hard to get back into the game and it remains 2 all well Fraser called it and all credit to him he's been on the show a long time and we were waiting for that moment he said game of the day and he certainly has lived up to it it is going to be Kelly against Kelly again oh however Ooh. maybe it's not VAR oh. review with M&D Green Pharmacy Sean Kelly was getting ready to take it however the referee is going to the screen and it looks as if the decision is that it was a foul but not 
inside the box ah. Outside the box And it will be a free kick Instead of a penalty there you Here's go. a big question If you're Kelly's parents What are you hoping for? My boy you score Or my boy you save ah. Who's a favourite? Would it be easier on the second one? Because if Sean Kelly scored, Get the parents can one. then go, ah, it'll be alright, you'll save it. Mm-hmm. I don't think the referee did end up going to the screen. It was one of those black and white ones that um, is more obvious that the VAR can just say to the referee, you know, that was outside the box. But there was, of course, the VAR check, and it is a free kick instead of a penalty. Well, what a tense end to the afternoon everywhere you look. Uh, you know, Celtic don't have to make life difficult for themselves, you know. Uh, they've dominated the game all afternoon and now they're up against it at uh, 2-1 in Celtic's favour making life very difficult for themselves Uh, but the Edinburgh Derby could go either way obviously it must be sensational to be there I envy the the head of PFA Scotland Marvin Barclay Queen of the South nil Stirling Albion 1 Jordan McGregor the goal scorer for the away side. He used to play for us, remember? Jordan McGregor. The wee lad up front? No, the big six foot two centre half. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, do <didn't> miss <laughs> Ah, the attention yeah, uh, to detail, Andrew. Was, this guy oh, used to get, be all over. I was getting. I was thinking of the wee lad, Jordan Allen. Sorry, my apology. Boy, it came from Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, that's I've, right. I've got a bit. I'll tell you, well, big well man. I go over occasionally and I watch a big man work, working on that defence. Drilling it, making sure they're hard to beat, you know, not going to lose many goals. My goodness. I could score against him right now, let me say. David Marshall down, holding his groin, receiving treatment. Looks as if he is going to play on, but always a bit of a risk if a goalkeeper yeah. picks up an injury. Well, I mean, if he's not 100% fit, what chance do you have? Anyways, you know? not suffered with that all season. Is there not a game that they had to have three not, goalkeepers uh, in one, one game? game? Yeah. Yeah, they sent Boric uh, or something to back up Boric. Yeah, Boric. he's uh, Arthur Boric's nephew, I'm sure. And they also they loaned out Murray Johnson to Queen of the South in the summer, him. and then recalled him yeah. because of injury problems. They will make a change, Hibs, but it's going to be Paul Hanlon coming on for Rocky Bashiri. I tell you what, he's been down the pecking order. He was a, yeah. He's, is, has he been stripped to the captaincy? Hanlon, yeah, oh, he must be. Still the captain? But he must be about, what, 35? Uh, yeah, something but, like 36? Yeah, but under Johnson, he was playing every week. He was a captain. Um, I mean, he still will be the, the club captain, but um, played last week as well. Did he start last week? Did yeah. He? Well, he didn't start last week. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. <laughs> yeah, I'm right up to date. It's not about last week, it's about today. Yeah. You're a man in the moment. Yeah, nobody bothers about that. So what's your guess then? Hearts, Hibs? I'm sticking with the draw. I went a prediction draw, Hugh. I don't think I. I don't think they'll. I think both sides now will be happy with that point. Will Celtic hold on? Yes, I think Celtic will get another goal, three-one. I think Livingston will probably score another goal against Motherwell, and I think the Diamonds will equalise against the Honest Men. Yeah. Rogers just sent a photo from Airdrie's ground. There's uh, some advertising there. DL cleaning solutions. Yeah. Roger says handy for getting yogurt stains on jumpers. I'm, I'm, I'm everywhere. <laughs> we should explain that the context on that one. That was that was last week. You uh, had yeah. a bit of an accident. I went. I went a bit safe today. We were burnt out pita bread, so. Obviously, you can't can't spill that on the the shuggy gaffer stuff, you know. I've got the real gear on the, this afternoon, <laughs> not the fake, the gear, real gear. Right, so here we go. David Marshall, the decision has now been made. He's going to come off. Max Boric 
is coming on. And one of these has gone in at Celtic Park. Goal flashes with M&D Green Pharmacy. Celtic 3, Kilmarnock 1 and it is Greg Taylor with the goal and Celtic now have that two goal advantage and again. you're asking yourself a question, why is Diel on the big contract? There you go. He knows his stuff. Eh? Knows his stuff. He, he knows knew his Celtic were going to beat Kilmarnock at Sorry, Celtic who Park. who scored? Taylor. Greg, Greg Taylor. Oh, Greg Taylor. Okay. It was a corner, he was at the back post. Against his old club as well, I wonder if he celebrated. I would have settled some some nerves, by the way, because yeah, again, being there before two 0 you're cruising. All of a sudden, you're thinking, oh, this game's just got a whole lot harder. Um, so that just settles the nerves going into the last ten minutes. See, the thing is, and I totally understand it with Kamara. There, you get that wee glimpse, glimpse. Was it guns? Well, I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> you get that was just you a full body see, malfunction. You there. get that bit of hope, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? You get a bit of hope, then you start throwing extra players forward. You're at Celtic Park, you open yourself up a little bit, and there you go. Good players punish you. 3 1 game over. I think glim- glimmer of hope glimmer. is, I think, what you were going for. Glimpse. I got myself right in there that one. I thought I'm, I'm not leaving it's this not guy. Worse when you have a word and you think, if I made that word up, <laughs> does that be, make sense? I do that quite often, Mark. I like to make a few. Glimpse is a word you just pronounced it 18 different ways. Glimpse. Right, okay. And then if you keep Vision. saying it, it sometimes doesn't sound like a word. Do you ever get that? Yeah. Uh, there was a bit of a celebration from Greg Taylor. A sort of arm went up in in celebration, but it wasn't a. Oh, wasn't he's a been full away for celebration. There was another huge chance for Celtic. There, Dyson Maida breaks all the way from a corner, smashes it at the goalkeeper. It was a good save. Fell to James Forrest, cuts in six yards out, and another good save by Will Dennis. Probably had to score there, though, James Forrest. Well, Celtic certainly have had chances to make this more clear-cut. You know, the third goal just settles the nerves. But when you think of the chances you've told us, I think Hattati had a one a, a good save early on. Then Kyogo certainly should score in the couple that you've mentioned since that. So they've created today. I think it's been much better than what we've seen in previous weeks. And it's going to be a change for Celtic. It's going to be Odin Thiago Holm who comes on for Matt O'Reilly. His first appearance of any kind since he was sent off against Feyenoord stayed on the bench for the last two domestic matches and then of course was suspended for that midweek game well, against Lazio Brendan Rodgers has actually stated in public that he believes that uh, Oden Thiago home in the fullness of time will be a big player for Celtic he's only 20 years old right now he's one of the, the many projects uh, who have been handed to Brendan Rodgers but he does have early faith in him so he's getting 10 minutes to show what he can do yeah came on against Rangers as well had a few nice touches in yeah, that I, think, I think they'll get big hopes for him uh, boy was unlucky obviously come on the sending off doesn't do you favours but little opportunity to this afternoon come on there get yourself bed it back into the team what, 10-12 minutes to go at Celtic Park they look comfortable now so good time to bring him on Forfar tried for a bit of a comeback but Peter Head now 3-1 up against them Rory McAllister still scoring goals knows his way to go that boy scored many over the years not as many as he used to left for Cove for a while didn't he now back at Peter Head again 
Well, I chased out of Cove because he had a holiday. But did he not? <laughs> yeah, aye. And, and then uh, went elsewhere. Quite right. I'd have chased him myself. The only excitement now. You'd have been the one going on holiday. Aye. No, no. Did you? Look, if you ever see what the dedication of footballers. Do, have you watched the Beckham thing? Uh, yeah, I was actually. I watched quite yeah, a bit of it uh, yesterday. Yeah, it's very yeah, good. Is it good? Yeah, it's it's very good. really good. Yeah, Brilliant. it reminds me. You know, too... what's what's good about it? I've not watched that yet. It's not just all about his relationship with. with no, it's, it's, about, it's about his whole career. Oh, it? Yeah, it's, there's a lot of football stuff, but I think that I won't spoil any of it. Yeah, I, I'm not. I mean, it's it's obviously it's obviously all out there. His career <laughs> is all out there. But I mean, in terms of how it is done, Rebecca losing it. I don't. I don't quite think so. I uh, she she makes an appearance. It's a good bit. I want to see. I love my Netflix. Netflix to get a wee documentary about me. I thought you'd be brilliant. Imagine that. A fly in the wall. Ima- imagine. Gale. Imagine what the age rating on oh, that would be. be a bestseller. I'm telling you. <laughs> the cameras in Airbus Road. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'll, I'll say one thing about him. Right, I didn't know a lot about him. Only usability, but watching that. The strength that you had to have after that World Cup was yeah. incredible. What he, had, what he went through down in England, and some of the you know all the usual characters are in it. The you know, class of '92, who you'd expect, but there are some big names that they did really well to to get that were significant in his career. I won't spoil it because you know I quite, I quite like seeing the. Like no, no, there was some other ones, but I won't spoil it for people out there that want to. to Tell watch me, it, I'll spoil it. I love spoiling things. <laughs> oh no, Mark's already done that today, so we'll leave uh, it at that. <laughs> uh, big chance for Kilmarnock, a great ball across from Watson. Vassell should probably score at the back post, but he puts it over. The there is a substitution as well for Celtic. Kyogo goes off for O. Uh, also in the Edinburgh Derby, rolls with a shot deflected. That hit the bar. Boric was beaten, but it is the woodwork that saves them. Um, his first touch would have been to pick the ball out of the back of the net. Sounds a sensational game oh, at yeah. Tyne Castle. Fraser's very lucky. Told you. A, a terrific. I wonder if we'll get a winner. Yeah, I might, uh, I might have to record Angela ripping on Strictly tonight <laughs> and, and go, go to the. Is she still on you? Yeah, is yeah, she yeah. Still, she ah, made it through, aren't you? Go to the highlights. She's elegant. Is she elegant? Well, she's the epitome of elegance. Ah, oh, yeah. Okay. A Yang on for Maida as well. Just with O coming on as well, how tough is that as a young striker when you're maybe only getting those fleeting opportunities at the end of matches, ten minutes here and there? He'll be desperate to prove himself but he is sort of feeding off scraps really in his Celtic career so far and especially yeah. this season under Brendan Rodgers not many starts at all um, because Kyogo is obviously the, the reliable force up there Like he, all he can do is when he gets an opportunity hope that one of his teammates can wait on a plate for him and score because that's what Jakimakis did you know he had to come in and play back up to Kyogo but when he got a chance he put it away and before you knew it he crept up in the manager's thoughts and he started a few games and he, he filled in for Kyogo when he was injured but Andrew, it's going I, to be frustrating for I, him I really don't want to tell you your job but you want to do the <laughs> 25 minutes into the second half teaser because we're nearly at that time now do you want Mark to spoil it again? The second half teaser with the scottishsun.co.uk slash football for the best football news and opinion online Do not say a word <laughs> <laughs> I have played alongside Nick Montgomery and Duncan Ferguson. I have been managed by Davy Moyes and Lee Clark. Early in my career, I won the Scottish Cup and was named PFA Scotland Young Player of the Year in the same season. Who am I? Gary Naismith. 
That's the one. Gary Naismith. It is. You got it, oh, I got Mark, it right very away. quickly uh, after ruining Pearson. the first one for us. There was a bit of redemption in there, uh, but we did have a podium as well. Donnie Nickel in third place, Connor Rowley in second place, Scott Connie was the quickest. So well done to you and not well done to Mark Wilson. The last thing I will hear sorry, in my sorry, head team. when I close my eyes tonight will be I just showed him the name Pearson. <laughs> <laughs> a late winner, it looks like, for Montrose. Two and up against Alawa in the 91st minute. Paul Watson with the goal there. Edinburgh City have got one back against Kelty Hearts, but they are 4 1 down. There's got to be four minutes plus stoppage time at Tynecastle to go. So Ooh. we are 86 minutes in there. There's been five minutes added at Celtic Park. So a bit of time for the likes of O and Yang to try and. Uh, cause some problems somebody can make themselves a hero in Edinburgh for years to come whether it's a maroon jersey or a green jersey but somebody has the chance I mean it is unimaginable for hearts if they don't oh. come away with anything after being 2-0 up I mean, in a derby a, uh, it's already a black mark because you were 2 up and because it would be um, Stephen Naismith's third Edinburgh derby and he still hasn't won one of them so the pressure on him. two goals as yeah. quickly as yeah. you, oh, you, you know, just your kills place. you. Yeah. Uh, kills you at home. What do we think? Are we going to get late drama no. in the Edinburgh derby? No, no, absolutely no. Turn it off. I like a definitive statement like that because it. Well, fair play. Quite to often he, he comes say, back to. He did say Celtic will score a third goal, and uh, mm-hmm. the, the words hardly out of his mouth before Greg Taylor did so. But Har- Hearts and Hibs are two-two written all over it. Six minutes added between Livingston and Motherwell. That one looks like a foregone conclusion. However, with Livingston 2-0 up and Motherwell down to 10 men. Uh, uh, you know you know the way it works, Gordon, for uh, club management. Nick Montgomery looks the smartest boy in the class at this moment. If he holds out for the 2-2, he's the one who leaves Tynecastle with a smile on his face and Stephen Naismith, not such a happy man Yeah it's incredible the way it works Because it is just a point each But the feeling amongst both sets of fans Will just be so different With yeah. the way the, the the game played out Well especially just because of the feeling Towards what's been on at Hearts In the dugout situation this year's fans or a certain section of the sport Not happy with what's going on And Stephen Naismith to believe Might not be the right man when it was 2-0 up I said that that would maybe get the doubters off his back because he would leapfrog Rangers and that would probably be the case however it takes such a spin when you lose two goals against your rivals within a couple of minutes uh, and a point just isn't but enough sh- to satisfy the home crowd then. but it shows you early Andrew you look at Livingston right eight games in they've won two and they leapfrog into the top six tonight huh. it's incredible yeah they're sitting 10th and now the leapfrog into top six. Unbelievable. Remember, we will have the open line from five o'clock. So get your calls in 01419511025. Celtic fans, you can let us know what you thought of that performance today against Kilmarnock Rangers fans. I'm sure you've got plenty you want to get off your chest. We will look ahead to that game tomorrow against St Mirren because it is huge. Hugh Kevens. Oh, monumental. Uh, 12 o'clock kickoff. Uh, <sighs> You know, it's not the setting that you want for a game this dramatic but it's what we're stuck with uh, St Mirren undefeated in the Premiership this season Stephen Robinson up against his fellow Northern Irishman Stephen Davis 
Rangers simply cannot afford to lose this match. It would be a major setback to everyone associated with the club and would put the new manager, whoever he may be, right behind the eight ball, as they say. Yeah, we will take a look at that in the next hour. However, six minutes added at Tyne Castle. Yeah, well... Six. Plenty of time uh, so for VAR stoppages and stuff David like that. David Marshall was down, wasn't he? With the groin yep. injury mm-hmm. as well. So, yeah, it has third goal for somebody written all over it. I think and six, six more minutes of yeah. Fraser Wishart having rain battering mm. down on him in that Tyne Castle <sighs> press box. He's an old warrior. There'll be no problem there. He actually brought a towel with him so that the kit didn't get wet. Professional, <laughs> professional <laughs> job. That's for his head. <laughs> He'll have a bonnet on Fraser ah, He's well equipped for this weather yeah, Nice clean bonnet full time between Queen of the South and Stirling Albion Is a defeat for Marvin Bartley Lifeline for Man United Oh yeah, 93rd minute goal against Well let's go to Celtic Park actually Because it is full time there, Gabriel Yes, it's Celtic 3, Kilmarnock 1 The full time whistle, the champions Making it harder for themselves than they would have liked but in the end, a fairly routine victory and an impressive attacking display with goals from Rayo Hatate, Luis Palma and Greg Taylor. The hoops were at it from the off. Kyogo had the ball in the back of the net within five minutes after a lovely move, but it was rightly ruled out for offside. Hatate did have them in front after 22 minutes. He breezed through the killing midfield, entering the box and just slotted the ball along the deck into the far corner. It has to be said today, he looked back to his old self. Uh, just over 10 minutes later, the Hoops have doubled their advantage. Luis Palma showing his brilliant ball-striking abilities, stroking it into the top left-hand corner from over 20 yards. It was a comfy first 45 for the Hoops. They came out in the second, zipping the ball out, playing some lovely football. Really nice link-up play. Uh, Mato Riley had a curling effort in the bottom corner. It was well saved. Atate Maida also had big chances to make it three. Uh, Celtic thought they had the game out of sight when they were awarded a penalty after Atate appeared to have been felled in the box by David Watson. But David Dickinson on the VAR sent Matthew McDermott over to the screen. Penalty decision was reversed. And then, after 72 minutes out of absolutely nowhere, it was game on. A counter-attack for Killy, their first real big chance of the game. Celtic felt Alistair Johnson was fouled by Kyle Vassell, but they both looked at it. Uh, the ball popped into Polworth and loads of space, and he just rolled it into David Watson on the right hand side in the box who slid it under Joe Hart first time looked like it was going to be a grandstand final 20 minutes but former rugby park man Greg Taylor put the game beyond his old side as he turned in a corner with less than 10 to play it should have been more in the end and Will Dennis making two more huge late saves from James Morris and Dyson Maida after devastating counter-attack from the home side as I said Celtic making life a little bit difficult for themselves but they got their very good going forward today they are certainly starting to find their stride under Brendan Rodgers still some defensive frailties they move seven points clear of second place St Mirren and a huge ten above Rangers for tomorrow's match between the two sides full time at Parkhead Celtic three Kilmarnock one late corner for Hibs at Tyne Castle we'll see if that develops into anything after a full time report from Roger Hanna at Airdrie against Air United 
Yeah, Airdrie Onions won, Air United 2, a deserved victory for Lee Bullen's men. Back-to-back away wins in the Championship, lifting them four points clear of the drop zone. They had to rely on goalkeeper Charlie Albinson early on, an excellent save to deny Lewis McGregor an opening goal. But it was Air who broke the deadlock in 21 minutes. Airdrie substitute Kanai Omegwa, who'd come on for the injured Cammy Valentine, gave the ball away to Jay Senga. He freed Jamie Murphy on the left, and his deep cross was tapped in at the back post, but excellent Logan Chalmers. There should have been more cleared before half-time. Here's your keeper Josh Ray denying Mark McKenzie one-on-one. Murphy shot from 20 yards and deflected over the top and Ray having to make a save deep into first half injury time to deny Chalmers again. But here's second goal came in 53 minutes. A short corner by Chalmers involved Roy Silla. It came to on loan frontman Anton Dowd. He took a touch and a fierce finish at the near post. Way too powerful for Ray. Airdrie come back into the game after that. Callum Gallagher fired over at the back post. Murray Aiken then had a low shot held by Albinson and they did get a lifeline in 67 minutes. McGregor slamming home after a stramash in the box with Air Furious claiming the ball had gone out before it was cut back into the six-yard box. The closest the Diamonds came to an equaliser just a minute from the end. Substitute Nikolai Todorov flashing a shot wide but that would have been hard on the honest men. They deserved this away victory. Airdrie won. Airdrie United 2 Still around a minute to go at Tynecastle, but it is full time at the Tony Macaroni Arena. David Friel. Full time, Andrew and Sean Kelly came out on top in a unique family battle, really, as Livingston secured a first home win of the Premiership season. The Livingston defender beat younger brother Liam from the penalty spot as 10 man Mullerwell suffered a fourth defeat in a row. Lennon Miller's controversial first half red card put Mullerwell up against it. Livingston took full advantage, he played well in that second half. Bruce Anderson fired them ahead, and then Sean Kelly made sure of the points with a really composed penalty against his wee brother. Livingston started well, they had two chances inside eight minutes. Iobali headed wide. Stephen Kelly had a shot blocked. Mullerwell's Dan Casey had their best effort in the first half with an effort from the halfway line. Shamal George had to tip that over. But the game changed just in first half injury time. Dan Mackay broke through. Lennon Miller chased him back. First glance, it looked like he clipped him. The replays are inconclusive. I must be honest, Mullerwell feel very, very hard done by it. seems as if Dan Mackay took a couple of yards and then went down. So Don Robertson did do a VAR check. He did send him off, but I don't know if Stuart Kettlewell might have something to say about that. And it was a telling moment. 51 minutes, Dan McKay runs down the right, sets up Bruce Anderson for the opener, great low cross, great finish. James Penrice won a penalty before the hour mark after being filled by Bevis Mugabe. Sean Kelly took responsibility. Bruce Anderson had the ball but gave it to Sean. He was up against his brother and sent him the wrong way to kill the game. So Livy going to the break, into the top six in the back of a big win, but it's more disappointment for 10-man Motherwell. Full time, Livy 2, Motherwell 0. And it is full time at Tynecastle. Was there any late drama, Fraser Wishart? Plenty of drama around the goal mouth, but no goals late on, Andrew. But uh, it's amazing. The Hearts fans around me, someone or two boos, really angry. You can't, you're going to believe that if you'd actually been here after 66 minutes because Hearts were two up through goals by Forrest and a Doy Jones goal. But they to- they've been totally dominant for the whole game, but somehow Hibbs dragged their way back into the game. Two goals in two minutes from LU and, and Hibbs walk away with the point. What a terrific 90 minutes to watch. A really good game of football. Sometimes the derbies aren't, but Hearts will be wondering how they didn't win the game. They're completely dominant in the first 45 minutes, but only that one goal from Alan Forrest to show 28 minutes. A brilliant strike by the winger. He cut in from the right-hand side and only one thought in his mind and he had a magnificent left-foot shot from 25 yards into the top right-hand corner. Marshall, Marshall, absolutely no chance. Alec Lowry having bright on the ball, early fierce shot beaten away by Marshall. Then the young midfield player saw a clever, low, curling shot with his left foot 
get past Marshall, but hit the right hand post with the keeper again, beaten and Hibbs going to the shot. No keys, they're passing and not a, a note of effort in the first 45 minutes. They started to sign half better, pushed Hearts back, but no real chances. It was Hearts that went further ahead in 58 minutes. Lowry had been outstanding, took a short corner, moved into the box, passed Miller, and had his low cross come short and it was sliced into his own net by Dodge high into the top corner. Was it an own goal? Was it a Lowry goal? I don't think Hearts fans cheered. They were cared, sorry, they were two up. But a couple of minutes later, Stephen Nesbitt surprisingly took Lowry off. He'd been the best attacking player, but maybe just wanting a bit more solidity in midfield, brought on Beningamy. And two down, you really feared for Hibbs because Hearts won total domination. They brought on Lafondra Hibbs and somehow found themselves level with two goals in two minutes after 66 minutes. Both similar goals by LAU. And the first one, just a loose ball, a scramble in the box. He was first onto it to fire the ball high into the net from 12 yards. We'd hardly had time to settle down when a minute later, a Boyle cross was miskicked by Kent straight to Yuan, who again was onto the loose ball and this time put it low past Clark from eight yards. The tempo of the game dropped a bit, a couple of injury stoppages. One saw Marshall limp off, Boric came on, but both teams now going for the winner, and Boric almost had to pick the ball into the net with his first touch. A rolls volley was deflected, it looped up into the air. It was goal was with the goalkeeper at full stretch. He was beaten, but the ball hit the bar and came out. And then at the other end, the best chance Hibs had, and Joe Newell burst into the box. He had time to settle himself. Really powerful shot across the goalkeeper, was beaten away by Xander Clark. I think Stephen Naismith might look why he took Lowry off when Hibs were there for the taking but this just shows that no lead is ever certain no lead is ever comfortable in an Edinburgh derby match and 90 minutes of excitement and drama I loved it full time at Tynecastle Hearts 2 Hibernian 2 what a day and now it is over to you on the open line 0141 951 1025 Celtic fans maybe you've got some thoughts on that win against Kilmarnock today there is a big game tomorrow as well St Mirren against Rangers Rangers fans how are you feeling heading into that game how are you feeling about the managerial situation St Mirren fans maybe you've got some thoughts about the fact that you could potentially go six points clear of Rangers tomorrow and and of course, that Edinburgh derby was fantastic. Maybe you're a Hearts fan, maybe you're a Hibs fan, and you want to tell us all about it. We'd love to hear from you. 0141 951 1025. Give us a call now, and you could be up next. Action as it happens. And your reaction from five on the open line. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Another exciting day in Scottish football, and now we want to hear what you made of it. 01419511025. Celtic with a 3 1 win against Kilmarnock at Celtic Park. Drama in the Edinburgh Derby. Hearts went 2 0 up, but too quick. Ellie and goals meant it finished 2 all. And Motherwell is now four straight oh. defeats. They did have a tough run. They played Celtic and Rangers in that run, but after a good start to the season it's maybe not going the way Stuart Kettlewell would have wanted they went down to 10 men Lennon Miller sent off Livingston made the most of it they were 2-0 winners and now it's over to you 0141 951 1025 and of course two big games tomorrow and the biggest you've got to say St Mirren against Rangers what do you take away from today and how do you look ahead to tomorrow Hugh? Well, uh, I take away from today that Celtic got the job done. Uh, at 2-1, there might have been one or two nervous fans inside the ground, but Greg Taylor put those nerves to bed. Uh, so they've they've done their bit. And now they have to see what effect it has on Rangers, uh, because Rangers cannot afford to lose that match tomorrow. They, they, you know, If you're trying to employ a new manager and the, the final interviews are taking place in the days that follow the St Mirren Rangers game 
you can't be saying to him, look, we're 10 points behind Celtic and we have to overcome that deficit because the manager who doesn't overcome that deficit won't get a warm reception from the supporters. So they, they have to give the next manager in a fighting chance and that means beating St Mirren and keeping the gap at seven. The league table makes good reading for Celtic and Celtic fans, Mark. They are now seven points ahead of St Mirren, who of course play tomorrow. They are now ten points ahead of Rangers, who play tomorrow. So there is that side of it. Delighted Celtic fans. There will be some concerned Rangers fans. Stephen Robinson saying during the week, you know, imagine they could go into the international break six points ahead of Rangers. Rangers will be desperate for that not to happen and have a ten-point gap potentially on Celtic with just eight games played. Yeah, without doubt. And let's be honest, there's a realistic chance of that happening. You know, sometimes we, we come up with these things and, you know, we have to put it out there because it is fact, but you, back of your mind you think that's never going to happen. The way Rangers are at the minute and after that performance on Thursday night, the way St Mirren have been playing, well, everything's up for grabs tomorrow for Celtic. Brendan Rodgers hit the nail on the head a couple of weeks ago where he said uh, this is us supposedly not at our best and he's probably right at that Celtic are finding the league a, not a canter but it's it's firmly going their way you know they have to brush up on a few things but today I think again was a step in the right direction what a chance he's created only downside a goal against and they probably should have scored more yeah Celtic have had some tests they've maybe done, mm. done, not done it the easy way at times but you look at their Premiership record, eight games played, seven wins, one draw, no defeats. Yeah, I think no defeats is a big factor there. They're starting to improve, especially at Celtic Park. I see a change in that pace and movement. Yes, there was a time that today, maybe some supporters thought, oh no, 2-1 against Kilmarnock, we could get undone here. I was always confident Celtic, I've got the firepower, because Kilmarnock had to open up a little bit, come and try and get that equalisers. Plays right into Celtic's hands with the players that they've got. You look at the bench substitutions, he's bedding players in, getting them game time. Palma, great confidence booster today, gets the nod, scores a terrific goal. You're right, the league, uh, the league forum, and uh, obviously the results are very, very good just now. Yeah, there maybe would have been some question marks just in how Celtic would respond to their midweek game just because of the manner of the yeah. defeat, but they've stood up and, and made themselves counted today. Yeah, um, admittedly they're playing a Marlott side who had gone into the game six matches without a win, now it's seven. Uh, but I think they repaid the fans who turned out on the worst day of the year. The, the ground was not full as it normally would be because of the awful weather, but they repaid those who did battle through the rain to get to Celtic Park. It, it, at 2-1, you might have thought, well, what's going to happen next but they got there Greg Taylor it's a comfortable day's work for Celtic in the end well that's what these three think but more importantly what do you think at home 01419511025 first up Davey is a Celtic fan in Motherwell Davey what did you enjoy about that today? I just think every game we seem to be improving you can see what uh, Brendan's trying to do with the team lots of positives but I'd like to put a special mention to the boy Liam Scales man I think he's been terrific since he stepped in just to like to see what you think about that I, I said before the game started Davey that uh, I, I thought it was a tremendous compliment to Liam Scales um, because he's paired with Cameron Carter-Vickers and it underlines the confidence that Brendan Rodgers has in him he came into the side because of injury 
He has maintained his place and at the moment there is no reason for him to drop out of the side You look at Celtic centre-back options Liam Scales in there with Cameron Carter-Vickers looks as if it is the first choice out of the available players with Nat Phillips, with Mike Navrotsky, with Gustav Lagerbielka if everyone is fit at the moment do you think Liam Scales retains his place? Has he done enough? I would think so um, I think when you put in the performances he has since Ibrox to now including the Champions League then I don't think you could drop him I think Brendan Rodgers will also like him in possession very good in possession with that left foot and that's why he found himself at left back at Aberdeen last season because you've got to be comfortable in possession if you play a full back when he originally came over as a left back didn't yeah. he his first few appearances for Celtic were at left back scored at uh, Tanadice didn't yeah, he that, of course so he did Yeah, but what he is good at as well so you have to be good in the ball in this Celtic side to fit into Brendan Rodgers' plan. But he's a good defender. You saw his block the other night at a crucial period in that first half. Um, you know, you saw him at Ibrox standing up to the challenge. And again, like Yang, I was mentioning earlier, the bravery to take the ball. He made a few mistakes against Lazio in the opening stages, but he didn't hide. He kept going back to Joe Hart to get the ball. That takes a lot for a player coming into this side to do and uh, the fans are right behind him now so everyone fit Andrew I think it's Carter Vickers and Scales and it's for Scales to slip up and relinquish his place I just can't see him doing it at this minute he's playing that well there are these sliding doors moments in mm. football where you know it looked as if Liam Scales was out the picture at Celtic looked as if he may well go back to Aberdeen where he was last season all of a sudden there are injuries and when that happens it's about a player stepping up and making the most of that opportunity and Liam Skills has done that you can't say he's not um, I agree with what the lads were saying there about him I think what he does as well is for a manager it's not 100% important but I think it's important in the modern day game he gives him a great balance on that left side that left foot he's very comfortable I think that he fits into Brendan Rodgers style of play coming out from the back making those passes stepping into midfield feeling comfortable he's defending I thought against Lazio the other night get better and better uh, look Mark's Mark rightly said he's got the jersey just now it's up to others now to come and take it off him But so far he's been excellent Davey, uh, a goal for Real Hitati today He's got that new contract Maybe didn't start the season as well As he's played over the last 18 months But do you feel that this can now be the time That he'll kick on this campaign? Totally, I, I thought he was more like himself today His first goal, that was a thing of beauty To be nutmeg and then slotted at home I Totally happy with the day yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone can doubt Rio Hitati's no. ability over the last 18 months since he, he came to Scotland. He's been one of the best players in the country. Would you expect that he'll establish himself as that again over the next few months as well? Yes, I do. The, the contract extension can only help. Uh, it settles his future in the short term. There's no doubt that one day big money will take Rio Hitati away from Celtic because that is what Celtic do and want to do. That is the model. Uh, but while he's there, uh, he's a first-class player, and he showed it again today. So you know they get the international break out of the way and have to kick on again because Celtic have some very awkward matches. I think they get Hibs and Hearts in successive weeks. They'll come out of the international break with big games to play, and they will need Hatati in the kind of form he demonstrated today. I think he's still adapting, Andrew, as well to the style that Rogers wants him to. 
to achieve. I mean, that midfield three is a different look to it the way Brendan Rodgers wants because I remember, Daz, when we went to see Celtic against Motherwell for Park and we seen Hitate, we seen Jota and Greg Taylor, the rotations between them. Hitate often found themselves just drifting into a wide area where midfielders didn't know where to go and pick him up. So he got plenty of space, you know, to get that first touch out his feet and he would play these lovely passes. This Rodgers midfield is a bit different. I watched him the other night against Lazio, against greater opposition, of course, and he struggled to find space within that system to get on the ball. So I think as time goes on, he will get better. He will realise where he can join into attacks. Things like today shows that he's got that great ability with the ball at his feet that he can just shift it and create something out of nothing. But within the system, he will get better. Well, thank you to Davey. Martin is a Celtic fan. Also in Motherwell up next. Martin, what what did you take away from today's performance? Quite a positive um, move forward for the boys. They seem to be gelling really well. Um, my question to the panel is, for the influence of Kyogo, he seems to be a wee bit lacking. He seems to come very deep, no forward play. I think we seem to lack in the front line. Um, we take him off and change for O, who never really has hot the ground running for Celtic, just to see what the panel think of that and any potential replacements. You can't have a replacement till January, so Kyogo, who has had his position altered slightly by Brendan Rodgers, will have to get the head down and get on with it uh, beautiful goal against Lazio he's also still got what four goals and two assists in eight premiership yeah. appearances this season but, uh, so it's not as if there's a lack of return there at no, all but I do take Martin's point that he doesn't look the electric figure that he looked under well, he, he, scored, he scored midweek you know a very good move and a, um, a decent enough finish he should have scored today you know, no doubt about it, the opportunity has that falls in Kyogo, no nothing to do with system or anything like that. But I think he's he's adapting like Hitati. No doubt about it. The the construction of goals that Celtic had last season under Postacogo is much different to what Brendan Rogers won. How many times we see Celtic getting to the byline, cut back, who was there to put it in Kyogo? It seems a different way of playing. I but he's still think... scoring. But I, the the I, thing I, is under Ange Postacoglu, it's not as if Kyogo was Constantly getting Influence. on the ball and influencing games yeah. and, and being yeah. the main man. His job was to play in the last defender and score goals, I don't, I don't which he see did. The he's, problem he's, here. he's still scoring goals. He's maybe playing problem. a he's maybe playing a different role and coming deeper. And Brendan Rodgers wants him to be slightly more involved. But it's not as if they're they're losing a whole lot from his game, is it? Because it's not as if he was getting many touches last season. He was still scoring loads of goals, though. He's still scoring scoring goals this season. I don't see a, pro- a, a problem with him, Andrew. I think we're over analysing this. He's scoring goals. Um, he's still doing his work. Yeah, he's coming a little bit deeper trying to get involved in the play. That's under Brendan Rodgers. But what I will do is, and I know Hugh will disagree with this, we've all got opinions. We talk about what's the backup. Obviously, O's coming on. Now, people have went, oh, he's not, uh, and I think Martin said it, he's not hit the ground running. Let me tell you, in the, in the modern day football or any football, if you're only getting the odd 20 minutes or 15 or 25 minutes every week, it's very hard to hit the ground runner. You know what I mean? You just can't go on that pitch and all of a sudden think, yeah, okay, I'm going to turn it on right away. That lad is a young lad. He's still settling in for me. I think he has got good ability. I think he's got, you know, something that Brendan Rodgers will be looking to work on. But in time, time to come in the future... I think what he needs is game I time. I think there are two problems. One is Kyogo's shoulder, which can go at any time. And 
Oh is not an adequate replacement He is not the player Or half the player That Keogh goes He's not really given the chance though Has he? Well, how, how many full games have you seen? I, I just play? I just look at him, Gordon, and I don't see the goal scoring threat that Celtic need. They should have gone in all this money in the bank with Celtic. It's always the same story: the model, the model, the model. They're playing Champions League football. They've got Atletico Madrid home and away. If Kyogo was unavailable for those matches, then there is no adequate replacement. They should have brought in another striker. I mean, he he what came in in January last season. Scored seven goals in the second half of last season or oh, without playing much football. That's not a bad return for a half a season for a backup striker, is it, Mark? Yeah, yeah. He would have been happy with his early contribution, but um, he won't be happy with the amount of minutes he's getting. And I tend to agree with that. It's very difficult to come in often when games are, are done. I mean, he comes on, he makes a different contribution last week at Fur Park. Brendan Rogers said he went for a physical side that maybe pin centre halves back. Didn't have a goal scoring contribution, but different. But strikers are selfish. Strikers want to be uh, on the score sheet, and it's very difficult when you're only getting a few minutes here and there. You, you touched on a great point, Andrew. Right, Kyogo last season when he bagged, bagged all the goals, there was many a game we stood here and hardly seen him involved in the game. Right, so you're asking a young player to come on for 15, 20 minutes, and. You know, and be a Kyogo. He's got to have a run of games. Look, who may be right about his ability or can he take the next level? I'm not arguing that case. What I'm arguing is I think it's a bit unfair because I don't think he's had a fair crack of the whip and a run of games that he needs for people to turn around and judge him. By the way, I would like to see the amount of chances as well that's felt ill in those minutes that he's got. You know, I can't even really remember any that always came on and it's also went. Part of the responsibility of being a striker is getting into those areas as well. So it's not always that can be down to him as well how many chances he's getting. Uh, well, of, of course, but when you've got guys either side of you and behind you like O'Reilly and you've got Maeda and Palmer, you want them to create that chance for you. And I can't really remember many that you would go, oh, he should have done much better there. So he's just crying out for something to fault him in the box. On Kyogo's sort of change of role coming deeper, people will look at Kyogo's contribution and what he's doing, but do you maybe need to look at the impact it has on other players in that Celtic team? Matt O'Reilly scored five goals this season. Is Kyogo dropping deeper, maybe creating more space for those midfield runners? Matt O'Reilly scoring at a rate that he's never scored that before for Celtic and he's being pushed further up by Brendan Rodgers is, yeah. is that maybe is Kyogo maybe dropping deeper occupying defenders and that's allowing Matt O'Reilly more space or Rio Hitate more space something that they've worked on of course listen it came to fruition against Ross County and we saw it first hand Kyogo came in flipped around the corner O'Reilly scores a terrific goal you'd have to uh, I'm trying to think of O'Reilly's goals this season you'd have to kind of analyse how mm-hmm. they've came about yeah. and if it's had an impact on that some Celtic fans have said it's a positive thing A lot have said that they like Kyogo off the shoulder The time to tell will be at the end of the season When you compare the figures from last season to this season Kyogo personally But you're right Andrew The overall team Did it produce more goals Or is it hampered Celtic? Well thank you to Martin 01419511025 If you want to be up next Rangers fans I want to hear what you're making of your situation at the moment Whether it's about your confidence levels ahead of the game tomorrow Whether it's about the managerial situation Give us a call 01419511025 The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West 
This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Yes, your turn to let us know what you think Whether it's today's action Celtic's 3-1 win over Kilmarnock That dramatic Edinburgh derby Between Hearts and Hibs that Hearts went 2-0 up in But finished 2-0 Livingston 2-0 winners over 10-man Motherwell Or maybe tomorrow is where your focus is That huge game in Paisley St Mirren Against Rangers I'm sure plenty of you have some thoughts Ahead of that 0141 Before we get to the phones Hugh, it is an international week coming up. There are some big games for Scotland and what about that for Scott McTominay? Manchester United were 1-0 down to Brentford. Up pops Scott McTominay, a 93rd minute goal and a 97th minute goal. He scored quite a few doubles for Scotland recently and he's got one for Man United to get them out of hole. He got Eric Ten Hag right out of jail because Brentford winning at Old Trafford on top of all the other things that have taken place at Old Trafford this season would not have looked good for him. He's also turned into a relatively prolific goal scorer for Stevie Clark. I don't even think it's relatively prolific. I would I think you would say it's uh, very prolific. Yeah, in terms of those who have gone before him. But um you know we're going to be bang up against it in Seville. They you know they will want revenge for what happened at Hamden. And it will be a testing night for us. I, I think it will be more about our defensive qualities. I hope I'm wrong, but I think it's more about our defensive qualities. Yeah, we'll have plenty of time to preview that during the week, but there are some big games tomorrow that we will look ahead to as well. None more so than St Mirren against Rangers. We have Andy, who is a Rangers fan, on the line. Andy, how are you feeling about that one? Uh, the same as I felt uh, with a lot of the game recently. Good evening, Andrew and the panel. Um, apathetic, to be honest. Um, not celebrated a goal at Ibrox for quite a while. I phoned up before the Livingston game and I was driving up for Newcastle. And as I said on the time, uh, we could beat them 3 or 4 now, which we weren't to beat them 4 now. I don't think we're going to beat Aberdeen at the weekend because this, this group of players doesn't have it in them. And I think there's the worst. There's an anger that happened after the Old Firm game. And I spoke to Hugh in the panel after the Old Firm game about how I felt about Bill. Um, and I think we've got to the point where there's no anger anymore It's just apathy The the league's over at the start of October And 7 points or 10 points and 7 points in a game in hand isn't insurmountable But it is for this group of players Because time and time after again The the common, the common denominator is they let us down The outlier was they won the league in the 55 season For whatever reason But this group of players in particular Tavernier, Goldson, Barisic Need dropped I would rather play the youngsters we have than them and I think that's that's relatively popular opinion amongst the Rangers fans as well. I believe St Mirren will win tomorrow. I don't know why Rangers are favourites in any way, shape or form because we don't deserve to be. Just to go, to go back to Andy's point there about the fans and I, I remember Andy's call and I remember at the time saying that as someone who watched his first old film game 63 years ago I had never known a reaction like the one that followed the final whistle after Kyogo had scored for Celtic at Ibrox. It was an incredible outpouring of disgust from the Rangers supporters. And that feeling has never abated since then. They were still, and you were there, Andrew, in Limassol. You saw the reaction of the fans there to the defeat by Aris. Rangers, in that regard, they must not lose tomorrow or it will worsen. And a manager is going to come in and inherit a support who have really been disgusted by their team and 
Andy's clearly one of them Yeah Andy is, is that the biggest concern at the moment Obviously Rangers fans wanted Michael Beale gone He is now gone But do you have any confidence That the next manager is going to be able To get something out of this team Quickly No not this group of players No, Well not the, the senior leadership team Which I think is, is the massive issue And the Tavernier supporters my little boy's middle name is James after Tavernier because we won the league that season, right? We all make mistakes. These things happen, but I'm stuck with that. However, you can't keep going back to the fact James Tavernier was a great servant for Rangers. He was for a particular time. He's 32. His legs are gone. And like Hugh says, it's, we had bail and we, got, we managed to get rid. And the, the feeling was clear after the Celtic game that it wasn't happening with him. Usually teams that are capable then have a bounce back when they get rid of a manager. And Tavernier himself has seen that plenty of times, given he's done it around eight different times now with different managers. That wasn't that wasn't there against Limassol. We kept hearing how Stephen Davis, who again, I, I, I love Davis as a player, shouldn't be in there as a, a manager because he's clearly not got it. And for him to come out after that game and say that the, the players gave everything, if that's everything then Jesus that's that's a huge issue um, they, they never gave everything at all that senior leadership team needs to go um, I don't a manager's going to need the full season and then we're going to have to rebuild again Dessers we're going to have to pay someone to take and I'm not even joking I don't know how that's going to work out um, that's a toxic relationship at this point and Lammers would be wonderful at five aside but never score a goal I just think you've got players there have spent money on decent money and they're not going to work out and haven't worked out. The rebuild needs rebuilt. We've got youngsters we can bleed and play. One of the one of the good youngsters uh, played well again for Hearts, I believe. I heard Hugh call him a good player earlier again today. Uh, this season's gone already. A manager needs to come in and he needs the permission of the board to say, I need to get rid of him, him and him. Um, and there's a few of those that need to go badly. Gordon, Andy's focus, a lot of that was on the senior leadership group as he mm. calls it James Tavernier Connor Goldson John Lundstrom can you see a situation where a new manager comes in and makes those drastic changes where he says to the guys that have been mainstays in the team for years you know what you need to step aside and not right and away. other players are coming in not right away I, listen Andy Andy's probably saying the things that a lot of Rangers supporters are thinking. I can totally take that on board. If if you're a Rangers fan the other night there, you must have been disgusted with what you've seen. Right? It's as simple as that. I don't care who's in the dugout or who's picking the team, but when you see the players going out there, I thought they shortchanged the Rangers supporters. Now, tomorrow, at a very difficult game in Paisley against a, a good St Mern side, forget what's happening in the boardroom, forget what's happening in the dugout, it's about the players that take the pitch. They need to stand up and be counted tomorrow because that is going to be a lively place if Rangers do not perform. And the Rangers fans will certainly vent their anger. Now, you can you can argue that Tavernier seems to be the boy that gets it. The minute anything goes wrong with Rangers, Tavernier's the first on the list. Now, I don't pay my money. I don't go every week to watch. So... I only can give an opinion from a distance and I've seen him and what what I've seen of Tavernier. Whether you think he's a captain or not, not my, not my interest. I think Tavernier's gave Rangers great years. I think he still assists. I still think he scores goals. I still think he's a danger. So I don't think it's all, let's bl- put the blame at Tavernier's door because he's a captain, he's not a leader and whatever it may be. But it certainly needs a change somewhere. And that's why I said earlier, they've tried the Michael Beale. And it's very funny now that 
I've never heard them to come on this programme since Michael Beals got sacked and say except um, I'd never wanted Beal in the first place. Every Rangers supporter a year ago in this programme was crying out for Michael Beal telling us how great he was going to be. I actually thought he was going to reinvent the wheel. Now, they've, tr- they've, they've tried the, the, the wonder coach. Rangers right now, looking at the structure, looking at their club, need a strong man-manager to get in that dressing room. Andy says the rebuild needs a rebuild. Do you go along with that? Oh, without doubt. I think the evidence is there, of course it does. Um, maybe some within there might need time to settle. And I think the Rangers side will be stronger when Cantwell gets back to fitness. Um, and I know Raskin was involved the other night, but you get... you know, your Is that part of the issue that those were two guys who were well, maybe Rangers' two best performers in the second half of last season hadn't even been close to hitting the sort of heights that they were well, at that point. Yeah, Raskin and Cantwell were the, the exact same as the rest that came in. They actually went backwards, but they, those two, for me, were still better than the rest. Um, the guys that have been there before, I wonder, like, there's a lot of individuals playing for Rangers at this minute. You know, a lot of... You know, if I do all right, then it's fine. If I score a goal or if I assist, then I suppose that's okay. I've done my job rather than a collective team performance all came ahead on Thursday night where you just saw 11 individuals you know playing whichever way they wanted to play and it should never be the case that especially at a club like Rangers especially when your teammates been elevated to the position he was in you would do anything to make that transition as easy as possible for him but it's quite clear to see I that would, the Rangers squad are playing for themselves just now individually not as a team I would take a lot of guidelines from tomorrow because I don't care what country they're from, how long they've been at Rangers, long term or short term. They must be aware of the circumstances surrounding tomorrow's match. Now, they have delivered what one caller to the programme last night described as a shameful performance in Limassol. They must know that they're 10 points behind Celtic and that defeat is unthinkable tomorrow. We'll be able to see, and Andy on the line will be able to see, in the Michael Beale fashion, looking into their eyes, who freezes and who is capable of delivering under pressure. Well, thank you to Andy. Next up is Archie, a Rangers fan in Partick. How do you view things, Archie? How do I view things? Um, well, I'll give you, I'll give you my, my overview of uh, how I view things. Um, I think, first of all, um, I think it's obvious that the board's a problem. First and foremost, I think I, mean, I think they lack the, the capacity. First and foremost, to to even be aware or understand what it is um, Rangers actually need the attributes of the manager. Um, I mean, I this, this current it. board, Archie. There have been a lot of board changes recently. This current yeah. board haven't selected a manager previously. Do you not have faith that they'll be able to get the call right? No, I don't. Well, at all. Why not? At all. Um, I, I, I just think that I think there's just a bigger pitch. I think we're, just, we're lacking in so many departments. I mean, as I said, I, I was brought. Away. I was listening to somebody talking about Tavernier there, and I've been his worst critic for, for like for years as a captain. But I think we're just lacking leadership from from top to bottom. Right? I mean, when they appoint managers, it just seems to be um, jobs for the boys. You know, they seem to. I was brought the guys at Walter Smith. We're lacking people just to lead who are men. You're saying it's jobs for the boys, but I've just said that this current board haven't made their own appointment yet. So, what what makes you think that that won't change? 
What do you mean the current board didn't make this appointment? There have so, been numerous board changes over I, I the past think, few months I think, I think at, at that, Rangers, to which ba- James Bisgrove is you know, leading this along with John Bennett, along with Head of Football right. Operations, Craig Robertson. Right, this go, back, go back over the years, Andrew. It's not a lack of leadership. It's a lack of judgment. They fell for Pedro Cachinha. They fell for Mark Warburton. They fell for Michael Beale. They have to, and you're quite rightly pointing out that the same people didn't fall for these three guys who were failures, but the people who are in charge now must be aware of the past and must get this decision right because failure to do so will have heavy consequences. It looks as if Rangers are just going to appoint a manager. Final interviews are expected to take place next week. In terms of the footballing structure at Rangers, is that something that they should be looking at before they appoint a manager? There is no director of football there is no sporting director, anyone of that type. Ross Wilson left. Michael Beale essentially said towards the end of last season, you know, he, he'll be fulfilling that role. From the outside looking in, in the summer, it seemed that pretty much every single selection in terms of transfers was a Michael Beale transfer, to which the only one, the general consensus is that Jack Butland has been the only success yeah. after 13 odd million pounds spent. If there is no structure in there, do Rangers maybe fall into the trap of the same potentially happening again? Yeah, but interesting. If they were going to change the structure, and I think you make a good point there, Andrew, because it's very easy to point the finger at the board. There have been a lot of board changes, right? And right now, this board need to get it right. So they're under the, the spotlight, of course they're, and that's why they'll take their time try and get the right person. If they were going to bring in director of football um, and that sort of a change of structure from up the way down then I think the first thing they do is go and get the director of football and then work underneath that but they don't seem to be doing that I think they're concentrating on a manager they've got to bring in a manager they'll probably keep the structure it's all about getting the right manager now There's all you look at across the city and you've got to give the board of Celtic all the credit in the world they seem to just pick out the managers they get Postacoglu in. They went against quite a few Celtic supporters with the Brendan Rodgers appointment because we had it on here, don't want him in. So you've got to be strong, and this is what the Rangers fans are talking about, leadership, not just in the pitch, but off the pitch has got to be strong leadership. Archie, who is the right man to take over the managerial job at Rangers? Have you got a name well, in mind? I don't really know, but I wasn't really finished my point before I, um, before I got interrupted, but um, I was trying to explain that um, you know, every great team's got a, a spine, and I think, you know, from centre half to, to to midfield to to forward, and I think the club is lacking spine from the board to manager. And if you keep something, you know, the first thing I've ever agreed with Hugh Evans when it comes to to um, judgment is leadership, because good leaders have good judgment, so it comes hand in hand. The board are a joke, and they need to go. I mean, Michael Beale, Kashinia. War button. I mean, we're a laughing stock. We're an absolute laughing stock now. I mean, it's just they can't seem to see what Rangers actually need as you know as leaders. I, I just, it's just, I don't know. I don't get it. I but then, don't get but it. then, are you blaming the the current board for Kashinian and, and Mark Warburton? No, I'm blaming for Beal, but it's still staying there. But it's the point, you know, whether it's the current board, the uh, the the one that Doogie Park led, or whoever. Kashinian was a mistake. Warburton was a mistake. Beale was a mistake. Didn't even last a year. The next one can't be a mistake. 
Or it pushes the club further and further back well thank you to Archie 01419511025 we'll try and hear from some of today's managers next as well the winning team all season long this is Clyde 1 super scoreboard into the final part of today's Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard A lot of action in those Premiership games Especially Celtic with that 3-1 win over Kilmarnock Hearts and Hibs, what a game it was between those two in the Edinburgh Derby It finished 2-0 Livingston 2-0 winners against Motherwell as well Who were down to 10 men There was a red card for Lennon Miller Let's start hearing from some of the managers Shall we, starting with Brendan Rodgers Yeah, very good performance I thought that uh, <clears throat> our football was very, very good in the game, very creative, um, speeded the game up when we, we needed to in that final third of the pitch. And if I'm honest, I think 3-1 um, doesn't really reflect the, the game. So, um, now very, very pleased. Should have had more goals. Combination between our decision-making and their keeper making some great saves. So, uh, but overall, really, really pleased. Yeah, managers tend to sort of look at the season in blocks uh-huh. and certainly domestically, Brendan Rodgers can be very happy going into this international break with where things are lying. I think you have to draw a very straight line of demarcation between Celtic in Europe and Celtic at home. Uh, and the league, the Premiership Celtic are okay. They're doing very well. If they're 10 points behind, the, or rather 10 points in front of their biggest rivals, no Celtic fan will have any grounds for complaint. They can't do Europe. Um, it, whether it's the Europa League, Champions League, for whatever reason, Europe is not for Celtic. They haven't won a Champions League game at Celtic Park for 10 years and they lost to a Lazio team on Thursday who hadn't won an away game in Europe for 20 years. But the one at the top of the table now it was always going to be difficult after Ange Postecoglou because he had created such an environment at Celtic Park. He had made himself such an iconic figure. The football was so thrilling. It's different under Brendan Rodgers. It's not as thrilling, but it gets results. Yeah, that will be the question going forward, Mark, is how they can now make that mark in Europe. Two defeats from two in the Champions League group stages. Do you feel they have enough at the moment to get enough points? To you know, have European football after Christmas. Um, they've certainly got enough talent in there. It's the level of opposition they're up against. Uh, it's totally different. Hugh's right. You have to you have to also draw a line down who they're playing against on a Saturday here in Scotland compared to who they're playing on the continent. And at the finer moments in games, you get punished against players. Look at that Kilmarnock game today. We're hearing that there was. A couple opportunities for Kilmarnock. They took one, but maybe if you come up against a Lazio or Atletico Madrid, they, they really punish you. And Celtic don't seem to punish teams when it comes to Champions League or Europa League. So, look, it's a tall order for them to have European football, but they're still in the mix for Europa League uh, football. But they need a win in the next game. If not, then they'll be out. But Brendan Rodgers in this block of games, if you're going to compartmentalise it, he'll be he'll be delighted only dropped two points uh, in eight games he'll be happy right now you've got to say the step up's too big there's no doubt in that you look at their domestic form it's good they've played eight games they've scored 19 goals so they can score goals domestically no problem at all 
Uh, but I think Mark's right. You've got to look at the opposition you're playing. They're in a very tough group. They've not got... Uh, the other night there was a, a, a total blow for them. And I went on record saying I thought they deserved something out of the game. I, I thought in parts of the game they played really, really well. But defensively, right now, for me, they're not strong enough to compete at that level. Uh, let's hear from Derek McInnes, who had a bit of a gripe about VAR, I believe. Yeah, I showed him what I, I showed him the pictures that I seen. But obviously, they are dependent on the people in VAR. And like I say, they might be looking at a different angles. They've got the benefit, I think, of four or five angles. I seen the same angles. It was on the big screen at Celtic here, and I seen an angle on the, on my analyst that laptop. Um, so whether he's a computer genius and he's playing a bit with the lines, I don't know, but it actually looks offside. It's just offside, but offside. Yeah, well, Derek McKenna's saying there that he felt in the lead-up to Lewis Palmer's goal. I think the ball was played forward, and was it Kyogo? It was whether, I don't know whether he laid the ball back or it came off a Kilmarnock player. Derek McInnes is saying that from his angle, he felt it was offside, but people sort of fall into that trap. There are the lines that are drawn that are all calibrated, of course, with the, the hysteria around the, the Liverpool-Tottenham one. People um, will say things, but you know, VAR will have looked at it, drawn the lines. Um, you have seen the still image, Mark. Saw the still image. Got to agree with Derek McInnes on that one when I see the still image. It looks offside. Now, I don't know, like you, Andrew, uh, did the defender get back and touch it before? I don't know, but uh, I'd like to see the other angles of what's actually been drawn That's and the what thing, the with VR the, with offside, I, I, I always find it tough to sort of argue these ones because it is black and white. It's all calibrated. 99.9% of the time, it is right. There is the odd bit of human error as we saw down south, but we haven't seen the full incident, so no. I think it would it would maybe be wrong to, to go into that, but I'm sure we, we may well hear more of that going forward, or we may not. It may well just be that it was the right decision, and everyone moves on. We will go back to the phones shortly. Let's finally hear from Stuart Kettlewell, shall we? There was a red card for Lennon Miller that put them down to 10 men, and they ended up losing the game 2-0. Here's his thoughts on the red card. I think um, I've looked at numerous angles and our guys are all sort of debating it. Uh, what I trust is, um, is for, for all the age that he's at, 17-year-old Lennon Miller, he did feel that there was some sort of contact. I've had a look at a, a, another angle of it there. Um, in fact, two or three angles of it. A couple of them, it doesn't look as if there's anything at all. There's one that I maybe think that there might be some sort of contact and a slight clip. And Daniel Mackay's heel. Um, and then from there... You know, irrespective of that, you, you look at it, I, I'm sort of stripping it back to uh, no so much contesting Don's decision. I'm looking at my own team and our organisation behind the ball. We've got a wide free kick opportunity to throw into the Livingston box. Um, and, and I pride myself on the organisation behind the ball. Uh, and, and we get caught, we're just not in, 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 in a shape to defend the turnover of the ball. So just generally on Motherwell, who were having a very good season, they're now four games in a row that they've mm. lost you look at those four games they lost to an inform St Mirren side they then lost to Rangers they then lost in the last minute to Celtic and then today went down to 10 men and lost it, it will be tough to sort of bounce back from four defeats in a row but th does it maybe soften things a little bit that the circumstances have been tough it's been a tough run uh, for them yeah it's been a tough run and, and if you look back at some of the games you probably go away thinking a little bit unlucky not to take some points there. So you still keep your confidence going with that. That was a day, a game today that I would expect Motherwell, who's got a good record against Livingston, to go through there and pick up the points. OK, they were reduced to 10 men. 
But as much as winning becomes a habit, so does losing. And the next game piles a little bit of pressure on you to make sure you just don't start dropping down that league. And uh, it can be easily done. And uh, Motherwell are in that situation just now. I think it's St Johnston after international break away. They'll certainly need three points. Well, Nadim has been patiently hanging on the line. Nadim, what are you taking away from all this today? What are you feeling ahead of tomorrow's game uh, against St Mirren? Hi, thanks, Andrew, for taking my call. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm not optimistic as I, as I normally would be as, as a as a Rangers fan for tomorrow's game. I think um, yeah, I think it's going to be tough. I mean, St Mirren are playing well; they're, they're doing well in the league so far. But even though we're not playing great, we should still have enough win that game so although I'm not optimistic even being realistic I think we should have enough to, to get through one of the couple of points I'd like to make Andrew if you, if you allow me was yeah, yeah. Um, over the last kind of week or so since Beal's um, was gone and that was absolutely right thing to do which for Beal to go no doubt about that and a lot of Rangers fans have flown up and I don't normally flown up and, and, and argue with Rangers fans because we're all part of one big kind of family but I'm really annoyed at the kind of attitude the disrespect shown towards teams you know, I know Gordon touched me earlier on, but kind of caught on earlier on uh, tonight, maybe two or three calls ago, saying that, um, that he's not a leader, you know, and, and, and he's, he's lost his legs, he should be dropped. You're talking about a guy who scored over 100 goals for Rangers, he was instrumental in winning the league when Derek was here, he was instrumental in getting us towards a European Cup final a couple of seasons ago. A player who, who's played the four managers, I think, and all four of them have kept him as captain, so... You know, we don't see what goes on in the dressing room, but if you've got four different managers coming in, make him captain, surely they know better than what we do. You know, maybe you, you don't need to be a shouter like a, a Scott Brown was for Celtic. You know, you shout in the pitch and get people going. Cavani's not like that. He's, he's more of a quiet guy. Um, so I think total lack of... Total, the total uh, disrespect shown towards... Cavani as well and also the other point I was going to make I'll put that back to you first of all you, you talk about leadership if we if we put that aside there are quite, quite a few Rangers fans who have said that not only the captaincy side of things but they don't think he should be in the team everything you mentioned is, is in the past it's what James Tavernier has done previously based on this season's performance do you think he should still be starting week in week out? Well, who's better than him? Who's better than him Andrew? Who's, who, who's, who's great? Provide the word down there, you know, the side who's going to score the goals. He's better than the squad, there's no one. And, and, you know, and, and, and I get what I've mentioned as, as in the past, but, you know, Tavernier is, is the best option there as, as right back just now. There's other players that have been that, that, that have been playing just as bad as him. I'm, you know, he's not the only one that's been this horrific so far. All the Rangers squad, there's not one, not one person, even Raskin um, on, on Thursday there. Normally he is, he's normally, you know, eight, seven, eight out of ten every, every game. He was well below par sheet, so it's easy to blame Taverne because he's a captain and because he's a, he's a, he's a right back, I think, and he's not great defensively. Um, but the, the point I was going to make, Andrew, was uh, the other point was um, I was going to that is the fact that a lot of Rangers fans come on and saying, play the young guys. Why should you why should you burden the young guys with this situation? It's the, it's the, it's the adult players and it's the older players that have got us in this position. So why should you lay it on the young boys to say, actually, you know, we're seven points by Celtic, could be ten points by Celtic now. Two boys to go out and, and, and call, call that back. That's not fair to do. I know these young boys want to play. Absolutely. You know, you beat them in slowly as you can. But don't, you don't put it on their head to say, or show their shoulders to say, you know, we're, we're in a predicament and you guys need to get it out of it now. The is, is, the, is, is the logic there, Hugh, that fans are thinking, well, results aren't going well uh-huh. and the players 
are currently not proving their worth so if if we're not going to get results maybe play younger players who may show potentially a bit more heart or desire is that is that the argument that people make I was very interested to hear the former Rangers coach and player Kevin Thompson say during the game in Limassol I bring on the young boys now now that's someone who's played for the club coached at the club and the feeling among some supporters is that you'd be as well trying the young with their big hearts and innocence and no fear than guys who week in, week out now are simply not delivering. I To go back to Nadim's first point, there are two whipping boys. In the current argumentative climate among the Rangers supporters, there are two whipping boys, Dessers and James Tavernier. I think that Tavernier has done enough for Rangers in the form of over 100 goals and as many assists to retain the captaincy, to retain his place and to come out of this run of bad form that he's having at present. Well, thank you to Nadim. Just finally, Hugh, before we finish up, how do you reflect on today and look ahead at tomorrow? Celtic have dragged Rangers under a spotlight tomorrow. They have beaten Kilmarnock and taken a 10-point lead over Rangers. With respect to St Mirren, who are in second place, this league is about Celtic and Rangers. But tomorrow, St Mirren could have a big part to play in shaping the league. They are one of the form teams. They are unbeaten, along with Celtic, in the Premiership. They will present a formidable challenge to Rangers tomorrow. Who, in the Rangers side, has the nerve Yes, a big day in the Scottish Premiership and tomorrow will be exactly the same. Thank you to Hugh Keevans, Gordon DL and to Mark Wilson in the studio. Thank you to you all listening at home as well. Thank you for your tweets and your calls as well. We'll be back on Monday night to reflect on all this weekend's action but the perfect way to kick off the rest of your Saturday night is the GBX. Up next...